Welcome back to the Adventist City Ministries podcast. My name is Andrew, and we are talking about some really super duper exciting stuff. Hey, if you guys are in Allentown, Pennsylvania area, this coming January, we're going to be starting our, our, our local series at Simplicity Outreach about the gospel and city ministry. Starting this January, on the third Sabbath of every month this coming year, we'll be having a program uh, that you can come to. Our first session is January 18th and 19th, and we'll be talking about the gospel. Yeah, I, we're going to have the first two are going to be on the gospel. And the first part will be justification and, and, and sin and justification. The second part will be sanctification and glorification. And so one in January, one in February. What we're anxious to for people to um, come and experience is these aren't just informational. We're trying to teach people to teach. And that's what we kind of want simplicity to branch out into is to become a place where people can come and learn how to be presenters of these, uh, this material and, and actually apply it in their lives. So we've got some really exciting topics for the year. I mean, some of them I think people are going to be really interested in, uh, like uh, how do entrepreneurs, you know, work in, in correlation with the gospel and. Right. And, and medical the, missionary work is our one issue, um, one, one session. Uh, others about setting up your own uh, center of influence. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. So on AdventistCityMinistries.com on the homepage, you can see a full list of the description of the sessions. Um, you know, there's a nominal fee just to, to make sure everybody uh, gets uh, their, their space reserved. But yeah, we would love to hear from you. And um, I, th- I think we'll be able to live stream. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see about what we can do about that. But um, we are also, we're limiting our space. Right. In the, so that it's a very personal. We're going to limit it to 40 people uh, each session. So don't wait too long if you're interested in coming. Right. Yeah. So we'll be starting uh, another series today. And that is digging into what we've finally been talking about for such a long time doing getting into the Ephesus model. Now we've had questions come up about it. You know, uh, I'm just getting, so, uh, I'm looking at some of the questions here from one of our listeners. Uh, his name is David and he asks uh, a bunch of questions like how do, how, how do we get started with city ministry uh, or city missions when the team is small and time is limited? What is the best way to figure out which uh, needs you want to serve when you can't focus on too many? Um, what is the most effective method of training leaders? So lots of very precise in-depth questions. And we'll start to address uh, many of these and going, going into fairly in-depth about a lot of them. But I want to I give a little bit of a warning. And that is that if you have not listened to our series on the gospel, the, the previous 17, 18 episodes that we've done, uh, I would highly recommend you go back and, and listen to those because the... Ephesus model, what Jesus did, what Paul did, and what Mrs. White carried on, uh, it's all based around the message. And the Ephesus model is the vehicle for the message of the gospel. And that's what we want to, that's what we want to focus on. So that's why we want you to go, guys, to go listen to that first and, uh, you know, get, get a feeling for, for, for what we're talking about so that you can come join us in these episodes and, and have a context. So just one more thing, one more thing. Uh, if you have not already uh, had a chance to look at the Ephesus model, the book, uh, please go to the website. You can download a free digital copy of the book. But if you would like a hard copy, we have hard copies available. And so you can go to the website also 
there's a donation button at the bottom and you shoot me an email and I can tell you uh, how much it would be for, uh, you know, if you need a, a couple of books, we'll gladly send them to you and uh, help us out with a little donation and we'll, and we'll get those off to you. So, so today here with the Ephesus model, we're talking to Jeff McAuliffe and Robert McAuliffe, the authors. And yeah, how did you guys come about writing this book? Because it's, 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 it's a bit of a life passion, I, I can assume, because it's, you've, you've put a lot of time and effort and thought into it. And um, yeah, so tell us the story about how it came about and your thought process. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. This is Jeff. Um, for me, it, was, uh, it started as I was uh, working with uh, a local conference, a Pennsylvania conference in, in uh, ministry, and was closely c- connected to some of the, n- the newer ideas. Like back then it was church planting, you know, was the, just coming into Adventism pretty strongly. A couple states were taking hold of it. Pennsylvania was one of the states that wanted to do that. And they, um, so I was getting to travel and hear people uh, about how to do that. And it, there came a point in time where I, I was asked to work with the church plants in Pennsylvania. And so I, I was just, uh, as I would go from place to place, I began to look at what was working and what wasn't working. I began to realize that church plants that were urban were pretty genuine, like not that others aren't, but like that's where planting was happening and where growth was happening. Uh, urban churches, while there were plants, they growth is, you know, much more difficult. So, you know, that just makes sense. It's common sense that there's more people available in one place and not the other. And so that drove me into uh, looking at spirit of prophecy and, uh, and then other things to see if uh, that, that fact was spoken to. And uh, uh, graciously, the conference uh, here in Pennsylvania said yes to bringing a group of people together to do a, a study, which is available on AdventistCityMinistries.com, where we, we first looked at spirit of prophecy and did a compilation. Uh, it's not exhaustive, but it's a uh, pretty, um, pretty large and it's, we're continuing to add to it. There's right, six, yeah. six more subjects that we need to add to it. Yeah. It's, it's divided into various topics. So right. things from leadership to restaurant, to conference uh, leaders to, you know, there, there's a bunch of different areas of where people, oh, I wonder how this operates. Then you can go see what she says on the topic. So it's all, it's available for free. Like you said, on the website. So, so Bob, where were you in, in during this time? Well, I personally was going through some uh, uh, changes in my life with some some issues that I had to uh, deal with in terms of uh, uh, some cancer. Um, Jeff and I have always studied and shared things back and forth, so he he was kept me abreast of of what he was doing and and would share things with me, and we'd talk about it. But um, probably the lion's share of the research here initially, especially with um, spirit of prophecy. Um, and he, he came to me one day and he said, you know, we need to put this in a book. And I was wondering why he said we, uh, <laughs> he said, well, you have a lot of time because I was, I had, a, I had to quit work, uh, for a while and I was kind of stuck at home. So he, he came with a big pile of papers and stuff and dumped it in my lap. And, um, you know, I just started organizing it and putting it together and maybe expanded a little of the biblical research part of it. And, um, so that's how it all came about. We were blessed to have, um, the help of, uh, some of our other family members as well. Um, our brother-in-law, Bill, 
is uh, 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 very good at editing, and so was my daughter Kayla and and my daughter Kelly. Both of them read through the chapters as as we began to put them together and uh, corrected a lot of our grammar and paragraph and sentence structures and. I don't think it, if I, I don't know, Jeff, I, if, if we looked at the original draft from the, <laughs> the beginning to end, it doesn't, it doesn't really resemble much, but uh, it was just, that was the labor of, of, uh, of, uh, it was a labor of love, really. That's, you know, anybody who's written a book, it's never finished. You, you can, you just, you just finish it. And if that doesn't mean you feel like it's finished. And we're, to, even today, like, you know, I would think about it completely differently uh, in terms of, what I'm, I'm really excited about is different maybe than what ended up as the product, even though the product is very sound, the book yeah. is very sound in terms of principle, a principled approach to yeah. ministry. And I think we discovered more since then too, as we, oh, yeah. one of the things that we discovered was that we call it the emphasis model, but the Jesus used, Jesus himself used the same principles, um, which it's not included in the book, but you know, it would be make a great extra. Uh, right. Chapter. Yeah. Yeah. You could write a whole, a whole other book about how, Jesus pioneered the model that then, then Paul discovered. Right. And, and, and that's part of, part of the excitement that or, or part of the journey as such was that after exposing the idea that there was this model before us, especially at Seventh-day Adventist, we had, I mean, with, with the spirit of prophecy, we're so blessed uh, with that, uh, with all the manuscripts that we have to look at with regards to urban ministries, just through that, that eye of, uh, of Ellen White but there were challenges that came from people, even pastors, like, you know, I can't, you know, if you, you have to show it to me from more than just the spirit of prophecy. Unfortunately, that's true today. And so, uh, so we went back and we began to look at the scriptures. And first, it became really evident in this process that uh, Ephesus was a good place because all the primary functional structures, you know, were in place. But like Bob said, then, um, you know, it, we also, one pastor actually challenged me this way. I'm hearing it from Ellen White. I'm hearing it from Paul. Can you hear it? Can you make me hear it from Jesus? Right. And so we had to go back mm. again and see, okay, is this pattern after our Lord? And, and indeed in Capernaum, Jesus did the same things as he did in Ephesus, as Paul did in Ephesus. And so what's kind of cool about the whole process is, I'm aging myself by using the word cool, but that's okay. Hey, it's lit. <laughs> but what's fun about it is, <laughs> is, is that, you know, in the book we said we've kind of done it through the, the lens of three different things. We said, you know, through the, the spirit of prophecy, through, through the Bible and Paul's experience in Ephesus, and then through Adventist history. But really now that's part of what we could rewrite is we could start, like you said, with it really started with our Lord. Yeah, I think that's, that, you know, if we, if we, if we, produce another edition, we probably would add that, uh, ch- you know, a chapter or a section on, on, on Capernaum, um, and Jesus ministry there as, as well. I think another thing that, you know, I think one of the things that I really liked about writing the book and, and that, you know, personally, um, became important to me is that, you know, you, you, you go to camp meeting and, and, you know, and different things and different, there's always this program, that program, or the other program. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. But to know that, well, hey, God actually has a plan means that we don't have to always be searching for something new. You know, maybe we just need to 
be faithful to that plan and, and figure out how to adapt it for our, in, 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 into our time and space. And I think, uh, I think success is always, always follows when you follow God's ways. Yeah. That's what's always impressed me about the model is that it is a structure. It has systems and there's a, there's an approach that you use, but it's fluid and adaptable to where you can go into a place you can go into a city, uh, any, really any place where there's people, you know, and it can be adapted and, you know, the programming that you utilize can be adapted and there's no set boundaries on, you know, okay, no, you can only talk to people in this way. No, it's, you build relationships with people, but there is, there is a certain uh, structure to it that, that points you to success and, and to growth. And, and we're still discovering you know, we, we, we talk about simplicity outreach and, and the, the practical application of it that, that we've applied and uh, Jeff and Bob have been involved with uh, as well. And um, we've seen how our understanding of the model has grown from being involved ourselves in, in personal uh, active ministry. So let's talk about maybe that a little bit more. How, did, how has our understanding of the, the model grown since, uh, you know, and when, uh, since that time and, you know, what has what has active ministry shown us? Yeah, for me, uh, and, and this is, a, you know, we're in, we're into simplicity at six years now. So, you know, we've got, a, there's a lot of learning under our belt that way. But for me, the most recent uh, thing is, this is, I, I, I coach other places that do this kind of work and everybody, there's this, there's always like a, a, a crisis point in the ministry and p- probably people out there can relate to this. And the question is, what do you do after the crisis? You know, you know what I mean? When the crisis arises. And so simplicity is a center of influence. And I, I began to think about that. And originally we thought, well, influence means in the neighborhood. That's all it means. And so that was a rather narrow perspective of what, an in, of what influence could be. And, and then we found out, you know, when we wrote the Ephesus model and, and, you know, we've gone to other places like South America and Asia and stuff like that, that, influence can mean locally, but it can have a worldwide impact as well. And that opens that that opens the door to new ministry like podcasts and stuff like that for you to use the influence from a small place with a few people to reach a very larger, you know, larger group of individuals. And so God blesses as long as you continue to keep your eyes open to what he's leading to. Yeah. It's if you're doing something that is truly helpful and, and beneficial to the people and your community, then, you know, we have every right as Christians to tell other people about the success of that, of that ministry and, and the opportunities we've created, you know, who, who, who doesn't want to share the, the joy that comes from um, even just helping somebody else, you know? So, and I think, I think that principle, you know, from my perspective, um, because I'm not directly in, in, involved in simplicity on a day-to-day basis like like uh, you, you two are, uh, but my church here is directly involved, and, and it takes a lot of support from a lot of people to have a ministry like that, and it and to to have something to contribute to makes makes. Uh, is meaningful to to the church itself. Um, we can talk about some of the things we've done here, but but you know, it's it, it, for people then it's more than just coming to church every Sabbath and you know having a, a sermon and a Bible study and going home. They're also involved in 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 a ministry 
in in more of a tangential way, in in a supportive way, and uh, they're you know they're excited about doing that. Mm-hmm. So you're the church you're talking about is not located in Allentown where the community center is, but it's it's some distance away, right? Well, yeah, we're out we're out in the wilderness here, <laughs> but we're, but but. But, uh, you know, there's still stuff you can do from there. We have people that would go down and, and have helped with programs. Uh, we've, we've used the church itself as a, a, a facility to house missionaries when they were here. And then, you know, our biggest project now is we, you know, every summer we grow a fairly substantial garden so we can take them fresh produce to people in the, in the community. And, that, and that's built out of, you know, the, the idea that if you, just because you're in the suburbs doesn't mean you aren't part of urban ministry. In fact, you know, we know that that's part of the idea of the urban, you know, the, the ministry approach of, 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 of God through, through Enoch and through others that we, you know, if you're in the suburbs, you can work from the, there to the city to uh, make things happen. So it's a principle, it's a principle that we're applying and uh, trying to work through. But, um, you know, getting back to the, the core of what the Ephesus model is, is that, you know, Paul didn't even come to, to it immediately. You know, he didn't even discover the, the idea of, you know, uh, working a city in such a way until his second missionary journey. And it, yeah, took, it, took, <laughs> it took some hard knocks in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. It took a lot to get there. You know what I mean? And, and I can understand too, as an Adventist, the resistance to the idea that there's a model you know, because how many times have we been introduced to something new in Adventism? Right. Well, and, there's this program, and right. then there's this health evangelism method, and right. and this, uh, you know, Bible study series, and oh, it's like, oh, not another program. Right, and so it's it's important, that's why it's important for us to establish the foundation and the fact that this was historically, this is historically accurate through, from Jesus all the way through the Advent movement. It's been the principled approach to ministry that uh, God has called us to. And uh, it's also important for us to not become pragmatic in terms of like, okay, well, if they did it in 1847 this way, that we have to do it this way now. Uh, Because we can also see in the principled approach that that the principles grow and 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 are creative and that's part of what is beautiful is is that we have, we 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 have a creative god and inside of this principled approach there's room for tremendous creativity yeah i think i think what he's just saying is like that and i think that's one of the things we try to point out in the book as well that when we talk about some of the the different principles or different parts of, of the mo- of the model is that it's dynamic in nature that you know you have to you have to adapt it to your 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 time and space and circumstances to make so that it's so that's maximally effective right there's an, we have an audience that we're trying to reach and it's uh, not everybody thinks the same not everybody's on the same platform not not everybody's at the same place in life the struggles that they're going through well yeah exactly what we're doing today was not something that paul had available to him he didn't do a bo- a podcast and so so we have to use the tools that we have to to become more efficient these are force multipliers these this technology I, you know that's my that's always been my idea about it that we we can use these things to to multiply the effect of, uh, of, of the ministries that we have. And so you have to be able to, to be able to see that and, and uh, see how that applies in, in whatever circumstance you're involved in. It's also for, it, this is a, a great movement in terms of, 
of the young adults and uh, young people of today, because uh, what we're proposing is a much more experiential approach to ministry and to life in Christ and life in the body. It's, it's like you're actually, it's, uh, it's like the old Nike commercial. It's just do it. You know what I mean? There's, we're out there trying to uh, do the work like Paul did and like Jesus did on the streets in people's lives. And it's not just about going to church on the weekend. It's about, mentoring people all week long and making a difference in people's lives. And so for young people who are looking for something, you know, a little more substantive with, with regards to the experience of religion or of, of spirituality in their lives, this is the kind of approach that we need to take. And I, I've seen evidence of that in places who are, you know, actively putting the principles in, into practice. Yeah. I've seen that in my own life because I came into a, uh a small church and there was a certain mindset there. And for about five or six years, you know, I was thinking about this today and for about five or six years, you know, I was really stuck in this one line of thinking and, but being involved with, uh, with simplicity and the ministry here, you know, it's, it's caused me to, to get out of that shell where I was, you know, very much to myself and okay, this is how you think about ministry. And, you know, it's this very uh, almost exclusive thing that you invite people into, but with, the, the new experience of, of ministering in this very creative space in terms of, you know, it opens up the door for what we can do. It revived my spiritual life to the point where I, I think before, I, you know, I, I would, I can see where I would have gotten so terribly bored that, you know, I, I would have probably considered, uh, you know, maybe even leaving the church, but being a part of something that is this active and encouraging others to go out and explore, okay, what is, what is God doing in your life? How can you use your, your gifts, your talents, and, um, you know, to reach the people around you? And that's what I love about the Ephesus model and, and doing ministry like this is that it, it gives us that opportunity. Yeah, Andrew, I, and, and I have to say that um, being the elder statesman in simplicity over the years, the growth that I've seen in you and uh, it's been phenomenal. And um, it's sort of like uh, God, when we move into his plan, that our borders begin to expand, mm-hmm. you know, with how we experience the, the process of the body of Christ. Even up to the last couple of years, I still had boundaries that I had erected like this, that we can go this far, but we can't go this far. Oh, that's too much. You that's know. too much. But God always comes along <laughs> nope. and he says, well, you know, I can do whatever I want, no way. <laughs> you know, through you, if you'll just let me yes. do that. And so. Bob, we get surprised all the time when something new happens with the book or something like that. And we're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> and, and I guess we should mention uh, Elder Venn's um, at the general conference has been, you know, just a, a great supporter of uh, and I, I don't know, a patron of, of, of yeah. the book. Um, and it's given us some opportunities that you know, we would never have even dreamed of, uh, Jeff traveled to the far east and i myself was down in in uh, brazil and it's it's exciting it's exciting because you get to see the passion of the church in, in other places and it's and it, it it's uh reassuring to your your uh, your own faith yeah and it's exciting to see uh how far the podcast is going i can look on the statistics and and uh you know see all the different places that are listening so we have listeners all around the u.s of course you know a lot in pennsylvania here but then other states. And then we go over to places like Brazil and in Australia and Africa and Europe. So greetings to all our brothers and sisters around the world. If you're listening to this. 
Yeah. So where do we, I, th- I see you pulled something up on your computer there, Bob. What are you looking at? Well, I was just wanting to pick up on the idea of how things expand, but you know what really expands as you enter into ministry um, is, is your concept or your understanding of, of, of your, of your God. And uh, I've been studying the book of Job lately. I came across a little piece of scripture there. That's going to be one of my favorite, favorite, uh, uh, passages from now on. Uh, I just wanted to share it with you. It's in, it's in Job chapter uh, 26, verse 13 and 14. It's by his spirit, he has adorned the heavens. His hand pierced the fleeing sper- serpent. And these, these are the mere edges of his ways. And how small a whisper we hear of him. You know, sometimes we think we have God all put in a box. But we're just seeing the, the, the little pieces. Like Paul said, we see, we see through a, a glass darkly. But the more that we, that we engage, the more we engage in his, in his will and his ways, the, the, the greater our picture of him and, and, and what a wonderful God he is comes, comes to light. Yeah, Andrew, I'd like to also mention that uh, the, the idea of the, the model itself is one of the weekends that we're going to spend time on. So again, we can, you can look, at, look for that on the website. And uh, maybe you would like to attend and see how you could start a center of influence or you could start something along those lines, application of what we're trying to teach. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we are so glad to offer the Ephesus model uh, as a hard copy book. You can um, contact us uh, either through our email. We're also on Facebook. So send us a message uh, and we'd be happy to Uh, send a hard copy of the book out to you for a donation and um, yeah we would love to hear from your uh, for comments questions and uh, we will see you back here next time as we start to get into the meat of the Ephesus model how Jesus ministered and uh, and what it means to be more active in the church and ministry and uh, take take the gospel uh, to the world thanks for joining us I'm Andrew I'm Jeff. And I'm Bob. All right. God bless.